Well, we start a new series today. It's called Reset. How many of you ever wished you could just like hit reset? Anybody? Any golfers in here? Uh, that's called a mulligan. Um, I, that, that's what they told me here. Just throw another one out. I said, well, I have to take a stroke. No, no, no. Just just do it. After 20 minutes of looking for my, my ball, you know, they, they just kind of give up on me. Um, New Year's resolutions. Kurt, Kurt mentioned this a little bit earlier, but how many of you, how many of you make New Year's resolutions? Anybody? <laughs> how many of you have made them in the past and you didn't do them? How many of you, that's the reason you don't do New Year's resolutions anymore? Is that right? So, so here's, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions, um, but, but I'm going to do one, okay? And, and this one I will keep. My New Year's resolution is to get a new headset to replace the one that went out this morning. Yeah. So, so that one, uh, you, you, can, you can bet. And with Amazon Prime, um, I might be able to, to fulfill that by next week. Wouldn't that be great? Um, uh, you just never know, you know, sometimes uh, we, we plan stuff out, it doesn't go the way that we planned, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, it does go the way we planned, but it just didn't work out at all. As we head into this new year, uh, I, I want us to, 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 to look at hitting the reset button. T- 2018, uh, how many of you are glad that 2018 is almost over? Yeah, so sometimes we're just there, I'm I'm kind of ready for 2018 to, to be done. Um, how many of you are looking forward to 2019? Some of you are like, no, because what if it's like 2018? <laughs> what, if, what if we could just start over? Wouldn't that be great? Well, what, what if you could just, just hit a little button, hit the reset button, and, and just start over? Well, over the next four weeks, I want us to look at really kind of how we can set the reset button in our walk with the Lord. And, and I know, you know, it, it, it's, we, we, we think about things like this and, and, and uh, I'll, I'll just confess to you, I don't do new year's resolutions, but last, except for this one that I will fulfill. Um, but last year I, I said, you know what? I am going to chronologically read all the way through the Bible. And I did great until about April. And then I got behind and once you get behind, it's hard to catch up. So then I listened, and, and I do this. I don't know if you guys, do y'all have the, the version app on your Bible, anybody? It's really cool. Our notes are on there. By the way, you can, you can go to that, and, and, and you can see the notes there. Um, nobody, like, grabbed their phone or anything. So here's a little incentive. It, it has the blanks filled in. So, you know, if you doze, uh, you, you can get the blanks. Uh, you can fill them in right there. The, the YouVersion Bible app, it's really cool. It's got a, a plan that you, you go chronologically through the Bible in a year, and you can listen. And, and I like that. How many of you um, know how to pronounce all those names in the Old Testament? Right? And, and I just, you know, blah, 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 begat, blah, 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 who begat, you know, and you, you get to those. The cool thing about listening, and I don't know if the dude reading it is right or not, um, but he pronounces it for you. So, so you, you at least have an idea. Well, I got to April, and, and I got behind. I listened, like, for an hour, and I caught up. And then I got behind again. And at some point, you know, I thought, you know, by the time I caught up, it's already going to be January again for next year. And I don't even think I, I could have. 
um, I wouldn't have gotten anything done. Sometimes it's just good to hit the reset button. So, so that's what I'm going to do for this year uh, with that one particularly. I'm hitting the reset button, but I'm going to hit it a little early. I might start listening tonight. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Over the next four weeks, we're going to ask God to just kind of reset in our relationship with him. Uh, we're going to look in four different areas. One, uh, I, I, wanna, I want us to ask God to just reset our heart. That's our, our want-tos, our desires. How many of you thought, man, I just wish that I, 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 you might have even prayed this prayer. God, give me a hunger for your word. God, give me a desire to spend more time with you. We're going to begin next week, and we're just going to ask God to reset our hearts, our desires, our hopes, and our dreams, our want-tos. We're going to ask God to do that for us. But we're not going to stop there. We're going to ask God to reset our minds. How many of you wish that you could unsee something? Yeah, right? Yeah. How many of you wish you could unhear something? Right? Uh, we're we're going to ask God to reset our minds. I, I love Paul writes in, in Romans chapter 12 that, that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're just going to ask God, God, would you just reset our minds? Just, just get us back on track with you. Get us thinking like you think. Give us uh, your thoughts and ideas, not the world's thoughts and ideas. And then we're going to ask God to reset our voice. How many of you ever said something and as soon as you did, you, you, you like wished you could grab that back? Does that ever happen? Yeah, I know. Like I saw like five wives nudge their husband. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't see that. But not just our voice. This this is the part of us that other people see. So so what we say and what we do. We're just going to ask God to reset that part in our lives. And then finally, we're going to ask God to reset our hands, the way that we serve Him. And and I know, and and this is where we're going to going to launch into today. I know that sometimes in our walk with the Lord, Kurt mentioned this earlier, we, we just kind of drift away a little bit, and, and we kind of feel like that, 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 that we've wandered away from God and that it's going to take us a long time to get back. Here's, here's what I want us to look at today. What I want you to understand today is, is the cool thing about our relationship with God is when we hit the reset button, he does it right then. And so today, I want us to look at three things that we have to do to reset. And I want us to look at a guy who had a major reset in his life. And, and now this isn't after he started following the Lord. This, this, is, this is like in the beginning. This guy's name is Paul. He was Saul from Tarsus. The, the Apostle Paul is the guy that we know. And, and this, this guy was a persecutor of the church. So, so these people that belong to the way, that's what they called the, the Christians early, early on. These people that belong to the way, Paul would go and find them, and he, would, he had papers to arrest them, take them to prison, and many of them would be killed for their faith. That was what he did. That was like how he made his living, I suppose. That was his life. And then one day, on his way to Damascus, the Apostle Paul encountered the risen Lord Jesus. Now, I don't know if you've, if you've like, picked that apart a little bit. You know, we, we kind of think it was a vision or, you know, like a dream or something. But he encountered, he, he talks about it a little bit later about his call to be an apostle. He encountered the, the risen Lord Jesus. And everything changed. 
because Jesus changes everything. He changes everything for us. In fact, we were talking the other day, and, and I, can't, I can't recall a single instance in Scripture where somebody encountered Jesus and began to follow him, and nothing changed. I, I, I just can't recall a single instance in Scripture where that happens. The Apostle Paul, for him, everything changed. Jesus changed everything. And, and he talks about in Philippians chapter 3, that's where we're going to be today, verses 12 through 14. He talks about in Ephesians, not Ephesians, did I say that? Philippians. In Philippians chapter 3, that's right, I, I get Peter and Paul mixed up all the time too when I'm talking, but this is Paul, I almost said Peter, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3. And, and he really kind of talks about some things just, just leading up to this. He's talking about all of his credentials in the world, like the world would think. And, and, and I know, guys, we do this all the time, don't we? We meet a guy, and, and uh, I, I do it differently here at church. And in church, I say, where are you from? But whenever, whenever we're out in, in public, we meet a guy, and we say, what do you do? Don't we? You know, oh, you know, and we talk, you know, always, for me, it always leads with where you're from. But, but then, you know, what, what do you do? For the Apostle Paul, even what he did changed. Everything in his life changed. And, and in here, in, in, before, this is verses 7 and, and 8, here's what he says. After he recounts all of his credentials in the world, his status as the world would see it. He says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. But right, right after that, in verse 12, the Apostle Paul gives us three things that, that we really need to do to reset. So I want us to kind of unpack that a little bit. Let me read the verses to you. This is chapter 3, verse 12. Paul says, not that I've already obtained this, and, and he's talking about here the, the, uh, really um, knowing Jesus more and more and more um, uh, and engaging in his sufferings. He would do that later. But he says, not that I've already obtained this or I've already become perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it, I do not consider, wow, let me back up. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, Paul must, you know he's a pastor. Because he says one thing and then he gives you three. Right? You ever, you ever have a pastor who says finally, and then he's got like four more points? I'll try not to do that to you. The Apostle Paul says, but one thing I do, and then he gives us three things. He says, forgetting what lies behind, Straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, so three things, quickly. I know when pastors say that, you're like, dang, we're going to be here like through lunch. You won't. Three things. The first thing is this. Paul says, if we want to reset, if you want to reset in your relationship with God, the first thing you have to do is you have to forget what lies behind. I put a word with this for me, and that's surrender. Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. I, I think there are really kind of two big parts of that for Paul. The first one is forgetting what lies behind means that, that he has to put, put aside the things that he would have counted on before. You see, the Apostle Paul said, as, 
as to the law, I was blameless. I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. Listen, Paul was probably in the Sanhedrin, the ruling council among the Jews. Paul was somebody in the religious world. He was well-respected in the religious world. Paul had clout. He had prestige. People looked up to him. People probably aspired to be like him. Paul says, you know, one of the things that I have to do is is I have to forget what lies behind. I've got to surrender that to God. I can't count on that. I I can't trust in that. I, I just need to surrender that to him. But I have a feeling that that, that's not all that Paul thought about when he says forgetting what lies behind. Paul was there when the very first person other than Christ was killed for his faith. I love to tease with this a little bit. He was a deacon. You remember Stephen? This guy, this guy went around telling people about Jesus, and, and finally they gathered around him to, to stone him, to get killed by being pelted with rocks. And, and there's just a little tiny footnote there, and it says, and Saul was there. Basically, and he, he gave hearty approval. And then Saul, that, that, something happened there. And Saul went on a rampage against the church. I think a lot of times Paul had to say, Lord, I I surrender some of these horrible things that I've done. The guy that I watched die because of his faith in Christ. The people that I drug off to prison never to be heard from again. So so when Paul says forgetting what lies behind, he's talking about the things that he trusted in, but he's also talking about the things that he just needs to surrender to the Lord and say, God, I just need your redemption. I just need your forgiveness. God, I just need you to, could you just erase that from my mind? And then the second thing he says, not just forgetting what lies behind, that's surrender, but straining forward to what lies ahead. And the word that I put here for me is hope. What are you hoping in? What are you trusting in? For Paul, his hope was in Christ. And and so when Paul says, forgetting all this stuff, just surrendering all this stuff that, that was behind me, I strain forward, and I am going to make Christ my goal. Knowing him, that's my goal. And Paul said, I'm going to strain for that. Here's the picture that I get in mind. Any of you ever run track? Yeah, like two of us. Um, I, I know it's hard to tell, but but I used to run track. I, I was I was a, a track and, and cross country runner, and and here's here's what you here's what you have to know. The first part of your body, other than your hands, you can't like that's cheating. Um, but but the the part of your body that crosses the finish line, the first one to break that line, is the one that wins. And so, so what they teach you to do is right when you get to the end, you give it that. I, I'm fall off the stage here. Right when you get to the end, you strain. And that's the idea that I get with Paul here. Paul says that, that it's not only something that he strives for, but, but he strains for, that that is his goal. His hope is in Christ and nothing else. Listen, 
We live in a world that gives us lots of things to hope in. We don't have broadcast TV anymore, but somehow they found a way to slip commercials into to the little things that we watch. And, and our world wants us to hope in riches. It wants us to hope in things. It wants us to hope in popularity. Hey, isn't that amazing? You guys ever watch the commercials? Just watch and, and try to figure out what they're selling and what they're using to sell what they're selling. You know, this guy's got a beer. He's at the bar. And he's got all these friends. The idea is that, man, if you drink, I'm pulling out, is it Dos Equis? It's really Tres Equis. <laughs> but if you just drink that, and then there's a the guy that they have doing all these kind of things, and, you know, I don't often do whatever it is that he says, but when I do, you know. Is that one Dos Equis? See, I'm, I'm checking you guys out here. I'm seeing. True story. I used to have coffee in the Western on the cafe side. And, and one morning, the, um, the doorknob was, like, gone when I got ready to leave. And I said, how do you get out of here? They said, oh, you got to go through the bar. And I thought, oh, no. It's 9 o'clock in the morning, and the step is about that big, and I'm going to stumble out of the bar. Or the right car, prestige. If you get the right house, if you get the right thing, or the right relationship, our world tells us that, it, man, if you just had this, if you just had this, and, and the idea is you would be complete, you would be fulfilled, you would be full. If you just had this, that's all you need. And then you get it, and then it, it, the, what it begins to tell you is if you just had a little bit more. I, I, used, to, I used to say that I... I'd really love to have a Hummer. And then they quit making them. That happens with me. But that wouldn't do it. You see, I'd have to have the 2019 Hummer. And then halfway through 2019, I'd need the 2020 Hummer. Because why not? I mean, how many of you guys, you don't have to raise your hand. How many of you have planned to do something in 2020 just because it's cool? It's 2020. I, I was talking with Hope. I said, you know what? If you, like, flunked a grade, you could be of the graduating class of 2020. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Listen, nothing else fulfills but Christ. The gospel in a nutshell is this, that Jesus came to save sinners. And we always think, yeah, he came to save me from my sin. But listen, it's so much more than that. As believers, as those who are followers of Jesus, here's what we need to remember is that Jesus and Jesus alone can save you from loneliness, from depression, from guilt. Jesus and Jesus alone can save. There's no relationship. There's no thing. There's no amount of prestige or recognition. Jesus and Jesus alone saves. And, and that's what Paul is talking about here when he says straining toward what lies ahead. What it means is that, that we need to put our hope in Christ alone and let that be the thing that we strain for. 
And then finally, although I have two more things after this because I'm a pastor, that's what we do. Finally, Paul talks about pressing on toward the goal. Here's, here's the word that I put with that, focus. Anybody in here easily distracted? I saw somebody looking around just when I said that, and I'm not going to say who they are, Ken. We live in a world that is full of distractions. If you don't believe it, you sit down and you try to plan a dinner with your family. And if you're like, we do that all the time. Okay, you plan a get-together with extended family. Our calendars are packed. All around there are things, there are times that, that I'm just standing there, I'm like, I need to be in four places at the same time. Now, confession time, not that you don't know this, but so that you know that I know this, the world doesn't stop spinning when I'm not at four places in the same time. But that's the way we feel. You ever feel that way? You're like, man, I have so much to do. I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. So many distractions, so many things that pull for our attention. One of my favorite, only because it just really sounds silly to me, one of my favorite Facebook statuses is it's complicated. (laughs) It's complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. You, You don't have to have more than you can handle. You don't have to have your life packed full of things, whether it's just things to do or, or things to take care of. I had a friend that said ownership is maintenance. And then he bought a house. Never saw him again. No, I'm kidding. Just these things that, that pull at us. Paul says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Christ my goal and my hope is in him alone, and then I'm going to press on toward that goal. That's focus. There's some things you don't have to do. There's some things you don't have to have. If, if we can, if we can hit the reset button and say, Jesus, you are my goal. You're my center. And everything else comes out from you. I'm going to center. I I used to talk about this kind of thing in in order of priority, and I would say it's always God, family, church. Usually work comes after that and all the other priorities. But, but, But I think that makes it a little bit hard for us. I think it's easier if we just think of this. Jesus, you're the center And everything else in my life is going to revolve around you. Everything else. Paul said, I press on toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, that is my goal. I want to know Jesus. So let me end with two things to remember. First of all, God pursues a relationship with you. You ever think about that? We, we talk all the time. One of the hardest things you can do is to be a parent. 
Did that come out right? I don't mean a parent is in everybody knows. Um, but a parent in raising a child, that's one of the hardest things you can do. Because we have scripture, but it doesn't say this guy wants to date my daughter. What do I do? You know, I, I can tell you where that's found. It's in a book of hesitations. You just hesitate right there. Two, two daughters. I, I know of what I speak. But but one of the things that I tell parents all the time, particularly when your kids hit the teenage years, is let's look at God's model of how God parents us. He's our father, right? That's what Jesus taught us to pray, our father. And God always pursues relationship with us. So here's your little parenting nugget for the year. Parents, pursue relationship with your children. I don't care if they're 17 or 25. Almost 26, it won't be long. Almost 18, yikes. My wife hates it when I say this, but I had to have been 10 when I had them because I'm not that old. Always remember that God pursues relationship with you. God wants relationship with you always. Doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you've done, God pursues relationship with you. And listen, he pursues you relentlessly. He'll never give up, ever. The second thing is this, it's never too late to start anew with God. It's never too late to start anew with God. I know, I know, uh, our, our enemy, the, the devil, he likes, he likes to make us think this, you know what, man, it, you are so far away, it's going to take you a long time to get back with God. You, you, you want to you walk with God in 2019? Man, it's going gonna, gonna to be June before you even get close. That's a lie. 1 John 1, 9, a verse that many of us memorize, says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know what it takes to get right with God? You just confess your sin. And like that, you're right with God. And I know some of you are going, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yes, I know so. You can hit the reset button in your relationship with God. And, and so here's what I want us to do today as we, as we enter a time of invitation. I, I want us today, no matter where you are, maybe, maybe, maybe you're walking with God closer than you ever walked with him before, and that's awesome. Maybe you find yourself... Or you say, you know what, I, what I've kind of slacked off a little bit. Man, it's just gotten so crazy toward the end of the year. And if I was really honest, I'd say I just kind of let my relationship with God slip a little. Or, or maybe you say, you know what, I just kind of find myself here and it seems like God is way over there. Today, here's what I want us to do. I, I just want us just to come before the Lord and say, God, I just want to hit the reset button in my life. I just want to start 2019 new with you. 
And God, I've never, you may be in that first bunch and say, God, I've never been closer to you than I am now. But you know what, God? I want to be even closer than that. I want this to be an amazing year where you work in my life in amazing ways so that everybody around knows. Or, or maybe maybe you find yourself in, in the second category, the, the ones that you just say, you know, I just kind of let slip. You, you just say, God, today I just want to hit the reset button. And, and, man, I just want to step back in line with you. And I want to start off 2019 step in step with you in everything. Maybe you're in that last category and, and you, you just come today and say, you know what, God? <laughs> From where I am and where you are, I know there's no way I can get there. I just... I just, I just want to hit the reset button, and God, I just want you to get me back with you. I just want to walk with you again, no matter where you are. Today, I just, I just want us just to decide. Remember, it, it takes surrender. For some of us, whenever I was talking about that, you think, ah, I'm pretty good with God, all but this thing. It takes surrender. We just have to say, God, I, I, just, I just give it all to you. All the good, all the bad, everything in between, God, I just surrender it all to you. It's yours. It takes setting our hope on Christ. Maybe today you just have to confess, God, I've been trusting in some other things. I've been trusting in me, and I suck. <laughs> I can't do this. I try. I try to figure it out, but I just can't do it. God, I set my hope on Christ and only him. And then it takes focus. Lord, would you, would you just start today and just be the center for me? Let, let everything else revolve around you. And then when you pray that, if you're like me, I pray, God, help me do that. Would you just help me to do that? As we, as we enter a time of response, I just ask you to, to, to just, just respond as the Holy Spirit speaks. Maybe you want to come and pray uh, down front. You can do that. Maybe you want to come and pray with somebody. I and there are others that would love to come and, and just pray with you. Maybe you just want to take care of it where you are. See, that's a cool thing with God. There's no, like, magic spot. Isn't that great? There's no magic prayer. <laughs> In fact, Peter prayed the best prayer of all. Do you remember? He's walking on the Sea of Galilee. And he looks down and he sees the, the waves and, and the wind and he begins to doubt, and he begins to sink, and he prayed the best prayer in the world, Lord, save me. There's no magic prayer. You just respond as the Holy Spirit speaks. Let's pray. Father, today, uh, Lord, as we, as we come to the close of 2018, and God, for some, it was a good year. For others, it was a really hard year. Lord, I, I pray that you just help us to, to just put that behind. Just surrender that to you. And God, maybe there's something that, that we're holding on to that, 
Holy Spirit, I just pray that you just bring that to light in our hearts. And we just need to let go of that and give it to you. Father, as we enter 2019, Lord, I pray that you just help us to hit the reset button in our relationship with you. That for everyone here, that we just decide right now, God, I want to walk with you in a whole new way in 2019. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you'd work in our hearts like only you can, that you'd do the work that we need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.